Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. It is Thursday, November 17th. Oopsie, i got to lower my volume here. <laughs> I'm getting feedback. I forget about that sometimes. All right. Anyway, so uh, welcome again to the show. And, uh, you know, interesting thing, let me let me mention this real quick. Uh, you know, it's funny because there's actually a delay for when, when I speak in terms of what would come out of the speakers by about, you know, by about uh, 10 seconds or so. I'm wondering if they do that to catch any bad words or things, but I doubt it. Anyway, uh, it must just be the way the system's wired. Uh, I'm Jim Ventura, and uh, if it's the first time tuning into the show, uh, we run the show... Uh, more or less every Thursday, or almost every Thursday, I like to say. And uh, today's show is our um, uh, listener's choice show, and I'll tell you about more of that in a minute. Uh, I am, again, I'm Jim Ventura, and I am a professional astrologer and numerologist, and uh, I work with Tarot and animal cards, and angel cards, and rune stones, and Lakota Indian cards, quite a few different oracles. I do have a private practice. Uh, here from my home, where I actually uh, do uh, counseling uh, and navigational consultations with people, and of course work with people by phone. Also, published author, first book was published uh, a couple of years back called Dirty Little Secrets, and I'm about to publish my second book, Snake Oil Volume One, which is a collection of my first four or five years of my monthly column. If you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, feel free to email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com, and uh, I get you added to the, the free mailing list so you can uh, get the newsletter and read the uh, uh, columns uh, before they come out in book form. Okay, anyway, so we've got a couple different themes to our shows. Um, today's show is our Listener's Choice Show. So uh, I'm going to give an opportunity for any of the listeners to call in and uh, ask about a specific question, or of course you can ask those questions uh, directly from the chat room uh, if you prefer. And uh, we even can uh, we should have time today to do a couple of little five-minute mini uh, readings as well. If anybody is interested in doing that, they are welcome to do that also. But uh, please, uh, if you do have any questions, um, uh, you can call in or you can ask directly in the chat. Uh, it was guys, uh, not to do me a favor, don't, don't send private messages in the chat. Uh, I have to be conscious that my listeners um, will need to uh, understand what the questions are that you guys are asking about. So you've got to ask them in the chat room if you want to do that. Uh, to be fair to everybody, uh, they're not going to be able to follow along and be able to see those things. So anyway, that said, um, again, thank you for joining me. Special, uh, we got a let's see, we've got Angel Love in the chat room so far. Usually, some people um, hop in as we go. So uh, welcome, Angel Love. Very nice um, handle name and one that I can pronounce. Every once in a while, I get somebody in the uh, the chat room where I, I can't really pronounce their names uh, sometimes. But that is just, uh, I guess, that's a reality of life, and not really. A, a major problem by any means. Uh, so uh, again, thank you for uh, everybody for joining me. I know a lot of people also catch the show uh, later on in the archives. So um, I'm going to throw the phone number out as a call-in number, and I'll do that every 15 minutes or so. If anybody wants to call in, they're welcome to do that. I do have kind of a topic that I think I am going to talk about today, uh, especially if you don't get any specific questions 
or um, or, or phone calls. Uh, I'm going to kind of work with uh, a subject that I think would would be appealing for probably a lot of people to hear about today. So I think we'll do that anyway. Um, so the guest call in number here is one six four six two hundred three nine six six. That is um, again six four six two hundred three nine six six. And uh, you probably need to dial a one before that uh, in order to uh, to to call in and and uh, and uh, get through on the phone lines here. And if we get a couple people, uh, please uh, do your best to be patient. If if we have to kind of wait a bit to talk to everybody, I see you got a few more guests jumping in. So again, welcome everybody to the show. And uh, what I what I thought I would talk about today, while we see whether we have any specific callers. Is uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, money and finances and prosperity because I definitely see that as being a theme that a lot of people have uh, been struggling with, maybe a little more than normal. Um, certainly, we've got some ec- ec- economic conditions that have affected people. So uh, I think that we can uh, again use this as a forum to to talk a little bit about that today and some suggestions for all of my listeners. Uh, so I'm going to start on that subject today. And again, if anybody uh, wants to call in, has a comment, a question, uh, a specific thing they're wanting to ask about, uh, feel free to do that. I'll, again, I'll pop again in just a little while. Uh, okay. So all of that said, uh, I said today we would talk a little bit about um, about the idea of of creating prosperity. So. Uh, and uh, I think that that will be kind of our our subject uh, to get started with. Uh, just to read, Angel Love is in the uh, chat room, and they're saying, please do a rune reading from the chat room. Um, and I think I will do that. Uh, uh, that's a that's a good suggestion, Angel Love. So, yeah, I think I will pull a, a rune in just a little bit. So I think we're going to wait until a few more people hop in uh, to the show so they know what we're talking about. So very good suggestion and very good question. Um, So Angel Love is saying uh, that they're new in their spiritual quickening, awakening, and uh, they're requesting a a rune reading for the chat room. So we're going to do that in just a little bit. So talk a little bit about prosperity uh, because, again, you know, I've I've caught, uh, you know, a number of people who are, are really, really struggling with this. And I have had, definitely have had my ups and downs in this area as well, too. So I think we can offer some insight uh, into this particular subject. You know, one of the things that I've caught from myself that I have a tendency to do is I'll go through periods where uh, things get, um, you know, like I'm doing well, where I'm, I'm, I'm financially prosperous, where business is good, um, things are, are flowing my way nicely. And I've kind of caught in myself a tendency that when things get that way that I have um, noticed that I sometimes get like, it's almost as if I decide that now I know how to be prosperous and it's always going to be this way. And at one level, that's good optimistic, positive thinking, and we want to definitely uh, play that kind of a way so we don't get caught up in negativity. But kind of one of the elements that I think is very, very key for, for having a certain level of prosperity in our lives is also to remember that things are, you know, typically are very, very cyclical. So 
when you go through a, a difficult cycle, that's usually going to be followed with a very, very positive cycle. And if you go through a positive cycle, at times you may inevitably run across a little bit of a tighter or, or somewhat more difficult cycle. And we see this kind of imagery reflected in the, um, the major archetype of the Wheel of Fortune, by the way, in the Tarot. So one of the things that I, I often recommend for people to do is when things are going well, you know, save a little money, put a little bit of money to the side, kind of like the squirrel analogy. Uh, of uh, of having that kind of wisdom to say, well, you know, in case I run across a tight corner, I have kind of a backup uh, in that context. So it's something that I'm reminding myself because I, when I was younger, I, I, I always had a, a favorite animal as a kid, and it was actually a squirrel. And I was always kind of squirreling money away. Uh, so it wasn't until I got into my 20s or so that I became <laughs> a lot more extravagant and sometimes began to lose touch with that ability to do that. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit. I'll mention certain rune concepts behind this too. But really, in essence, one of the reasons I'm talking about this again is I've run across a lot of people who are, are struggling a little bit uh, in this kind of a day and age. So I want to make some suggestions about creating prosperity in our lives. So We've talked about this before, and I certainly will reiterate this point uh, repeatedly. You know, your beliefs form your reality. So many times our, our concept of being prosperous relates to what we were taught about money, about finances from our family, um, from our, um, our development when we were growing up. And in many cases, um, you know, there is uh, some definite beliefs that are formed in, from our childhood and from our past that really do establish how much we allow ourselves to be uh, or to experience or to accept in terms of prosperity. So the key thing is, because you know, you, you'll, you'll catch a lot of really good metaphysical books that will talk about visualization and uh, positive thinking and affirmations about wealth and prosperity and you can hang up these signs and you could say them and you could you know you can change your beliefs that way and and those are very excellent suggestions and we may have a little time today to talk about some of those things but i think that one of the things i always tell people is you really in order to kind of change a belief that we have we kind of have to get to the cause of what the belief is uh, the beliefs that we have in the first place because otherwise they can almost be contradictory beliefs and let me give you an example of this we may have been taught that wealthy people or people who have abundance that way are somehow spiritually shallow or that they are you know not uh, good people that there's a certain amount of pride in austerity or poverty or or difficulty I know when I when I did some examining work on my own beliefs about money and finances, I was kind of taught in my family that you ha you get a regular job, you stick with it no matter what, and then you slowly acquire wealth and prosperity um, over time, and that uh, you know that it doesn't come easy in that sense. You know this created kind of a, a duality for me because I'm a very creative person and while I have had at times had experiences where I've gotten sort of a steady paycheck from a job, I tend to be kind of more on the creative side, a little bit, live a little bit more of an extreme way in comparison to other people where either, you know, uh, I don't always make the same amount of money. Sometimes I do well one week, then I'll have a slower week. And I'm actually fine with that in that sense. You know, you kind of create your own order around that. 
But what I had found often when I would go through periods of difficulty financially was that there was almost like an authoritative voice in my head of my father or my mother that was sort of telling me that I need to get, you know, stop living, you know, off off the, you know, off on the edge and get some type of a regular job or some type of thing that would provide stability and security for me. So I mention that personally because I think that for a lot of us, we have different beliefs around uh, money and finances that uh, can limit us. So what I would suggest for everybody who's looking at, you know, kind of creating more abundance in their life, you know, take a pen and a, uh, you know, a pen or a pencil and, and get a notebook or a couple of pieces of paper and sit down and write everything you believe about money and finances. And this, this doesn't really have to be that difficult, guys. This actually can be very easy. It's almost like a mental brainstorm. Every single thing you think. I think, you know, it can be stuff like money comes uh, very easy to some people. It doesn't come easy to me. Um, I always make my bills, but I don't seem to have a lot of extra money. I, you know, uh, I, I never seem to make ends meet. I, you know, I mean, just sort of everything that you can think of that connects to money, to bills, to finances, to prosperity. You know, you don't have to do this now. But um, to do this and, and really just brainstorm for 10 minutes, every single thing that pops into your head around money and finances. When you're finished with that, what you're going to see is, and this is how you want to then look at your list, um, and, and again, don't make this a difficult exercise. It really, it really, we think about these things all the time anyway. You know, I mean, they run through our head. You know, uh, you know it's going to be tight this week. I don't. You know, I'm hoping I'm going to get this extra money. I need that bonus if I'm going to be able to go on vacation. You know, these are great examples because again, we accept the things that we we think and then we see in a world as facts of reality, and to us they are. But they they start out initially as beliefs. So once you kind of have established this list and you can look at it from a more neutral perspective. What you can then see is where you have created uh, limited beliefs in some ways and begin to change them. And the way you're going to do that then is to rephrase a lot of the negatives into a positive. And so, you know, almost like when, you, when you're doing this, create almost like two columns. One column with everything that you believe about money, finances, and prosperity, and then another column that is going to be kind of where you begin to shift into more positive thoughts or perceptions around money, uh, finances, and uh, all of those things. You know, you you can be very creative about this in that sense. And one of the things that I think is very important in our process of manifestation is to be able to uh, really, really focus very, very clearly on the things as if they already exist. So, you know, for instance, you may uh, have a belief that money uh, doesn't come very easy to you, and then you decide at some level that you're going to say money comes easy to me now. So uh, what you want to do is you want to phrase that in terms of an affirmation as something that is happening now. I now have abundance and prosperity. Money now comes easily to me. Uh, now, the funny thing about that is, and then you can kind of post up a few affirmations, you can carry them, you can meditate on those things. It's very understandable in the beginning of this process when you do it that you're going to doubt at some levels from time to time the validity of those things because your experience may not meet with what you're ideally uh, wanting to create. So that's natural in the beginning. 
there's a little bit of BS that goes on in transforming our beliefs in that sense. So it may take a little while. But if you do that process pretty successfully uh, and, and, and focus on it in, in kind of daily meditations or every couple of days and say these affirmations or post them, believe it or not, your psyche will eventually shift and you'll find yourself drawn to uh, creating more prosperity, to opportunities. Then you have to kind of trust the impulses that your higher self begins to maneuver you toward in that sense because it will kind of maneuver you toward the new things that are going to bring a new sense of prosperity to you. You know, and sometimes those things might be, be scary uh, in, in the sense that we might be afraid whether we're going to be good enough to do those things and maybe it could be a change in a job or picking up a part-time job or, or um, doing something creative and beginning to uh, charge for it in that way. It could be a little scary in that sense. You know, I, I was doing this process myself recently and uh, – I had uh, I, I was actually even contemplating getting a part-time job to create a little bit of extra income, and I kept getting an instinctive no on on going back and doing that. And uh, when I meditated on creating more prosperity and shifting my beliefs, a very definitive answer came, which was to start doing my classes and uh, that I do here at home on uh, audio CDs and to start marketing them. And I'm actually in the process of doing that, and I have uh, someone who's going to sell them on eBay and other places. And uh, the solution, of course, as usual, popped up. But, you know, you do, you go, am I going to be able to sell these? Are they going to be uh, easy to do? But when I really began to manifest on the idea and focus on the manifestation of prosperity, I began to think about what I was good at and what came natural to me and teaching and speaking and communicating and all these things, you know, couldn't be more natural. In fact, looking back on it as a child, I used to make audio cassettes um, of classes, even as a kid, like it was just something that I just did. So it's funny because a lot of times the things that we're drawn to are really parts of us at some level that we may have actually shown as children and that we may have simply lost along the way. Okay, I'm going to talk more about this, but I want to um, welcome everybody in the chat room. We've got quite a few people jumping in, so welcome Nudges and uh, Angel Love and all the other guests um, as well, and uh, it's good to see all of you here. Uh, if anybody has a specific question um, you're, you, or a topic they want to ask about, feel free to call in. Um, Angel Love had requested a, uh, a runestone for the entire chat room, kind of a message for everybody. So uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to pull a rune for everybody, and then we're going to talk about that. Um, it'll fit somehow, guys. I mean, I always think this is one of the things I, I try to tell people that's funny. Like sometimes I'll have, you know, four or five appointments in a day with different people. And it seems very common that almost everybody who will show up in a day sort of has a similar theme or issue going on. Sometimes it's so literal that, I mean, like today, for instance, I had uh, three appointments, and they were all Sagittarius. I remember once, uh, you know, a couple months back where I had four appointments a day, and every single person was Scorpio. So it's funny, like, you'll, you'll see kind of patterns that will show up, and it's hard to see those when you're not the, um, when you're not, uh, you know, around to, to understand that. Or, you know, I get certain days where everyone's asking about relationship. I get other days when everyone's asking about money and finances. Okay, so what we're doing today is we're going to pull a rune for everybody in the chat room. 
So kind of focus on a question that you might have uh, and uh, getting some insight into your own life right now. And, uh, you know, just take a minute to do that. Think about what you'd like to know and what you'd like to understand at this point and what kind of message uh, would be helpful for you now. So uh, what I did is I'm, I pulled a rune, and I'm gonna, I want to read the uh, runic interpretation and then talk a little bit about it with everybody. And, uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to throw those out in the chat room as we go, or you keep quiet to yourself if you <laughs> prefer to do that. I don't force anybody to talk. Uh, sometimes people kind of prefer to keep their own you know, energy to themselves. So uh, let's take a look at what we got. So this is a general message for everyone today. So I'm going to get out my runic book here. So the rune that I pulled is the blank rune. Now, uh, this is kind of interesting. And runes, by the way, are a Viking oracle. The Vikings used them as a navigational aid, meaning that they, they kinda, they're they kind of good that way because they sort of tell you what you need to do or what action you need to take right now. So I'm going to read a passage and quote this directly from the, the book of runes by Ralph Blum, and then I want to talk a bit about it. So here's everybody's in our chat room's little mini reading for the day. So um, the blank rune... Um, and let me give you a little history behind this also. Initially, when the runes were created, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, there was always a blank rune that was kept in case a rune was lost, so you would have a replacement. But over time, the blank rune became a rune in its own right and represented something as well. So uh, this is the message. It is the blank rune. It means the unknowable, the divine, and Odin the All-Father. Uh, blank is the end, blank the beginning. This is a rune of total trust, and it should be taken as exciting evidence of your most immediate contact with your own true destiny, which time and again rises like the phoenix from the ashes of what we call fate. The appearance of this rune can portend a death, but that death is usually symbolic. It may relate to any part of your life as you are living it now. Relinquishing control is the ultimate challenge for the spiritual warrior. Here, the unknowable informs you that it is in motion in your life. And that blankness is held undiluted potential. At the same time, both pregnant and empty, this rune comprehends the totality of being and all that is to be actualized. Drawing the blank rune may bring to surface our deepest fears. Will I fail? Will I be abandoned? Will it all be taken away? And yet, the highest good, our truest possibilities, and all of our fertile dreams are held within that blankness. Willingness and permitting are what this rune requires. For how can you exercise control over what is not yet in form? This, the blank rune often calls for no less an act of courage than an empty-handed leap into the void. Drawing it is a direct test of faith. The unknowable represents the path of karma the sum total of your actions and of their consequences, the lessons that are yours for this lifetime. And yet this room teaches that the very depths of old karma shift and evolve as you shift and evolve. Nothing is predestined. What beckons is the creative power of the unknown. Whenever you draw the blank rune, take heart. Know that the work of self-change is progressing in your life. Okay, so there's our rune passage, very cool passage. You know, uh, I, I did a, a show a couple, a couple of shows back, and I, I went through these runes and I talked about them in some detail. You can catch all those back on the arch archives if you want to. 
And I talked a little bit about this blank rune, and now we're going to go into a little bit more detail. So uh, what this can, can entail and what this can suggest is, you know, we can look at the blank rune as a blank piece of paper, meaning that we now have an opportunity to write a new script for our life. Um, what are we going to fill that blankness with? What are we going to say? What are we going to do? Um, at a literal level, sometimes it could be signing of a contract, uh, making a decision about something, uh, but it, it always kind of brings up the idea that there's sort of an energy of a fresh start or a, a beginning or a new way of looking at things that's entering into our lives. Now, there's another element of the blank room that can come up, too. Sometimes we have karma, uh, things that we're involved with that are coming to surface again. Uh, he often talks about this in, in, the, in the, the passage, too, about, you know, it's like the proverbial phoenix that rises from its own ashes. Um, our karma is meant to transform us as well. And he makes a very, very, uh, you know, uh, positive point here that, uh, you know, karma, it's kind of a funny word that can confuse people sometimes because I think a lot of us associate it with something negative. But there's good karma, there's quote-unquote bad karma. You know, bad karma is just difficult karma. You know, for instance, in a more extreme way of explaining this, if you go through a very horrific experience while you're younger, say you are uh, go through some level of abuse or some difficulty, that may be a karma that you're paying back. Maybe in another lifetime, another time and place, you had been abusive and now you're going through that process yourself. But what's always interesting about karma is it really is very subjective in how we look at it. Because if you go through any form of difficulty, we can see it as paying back a karmic debt, of course. But really, but by this, and very much by the same token, you know, even the most negative things can inevitably turn out positive. You know, someone who, uh, for instance, goes through uh, something as extreme as being molested or a difficulty may transform that and then become a very powerful healer and a teacher to, uh, to men and women who have gone through that themselves. And they would not have been able to do that had they not had the experience and then overcome it. So I think we have to remember that about karma. Uh, sometimes the most difficult stuff that we go through is really part of our most powerful elements of, of transforming ourselves and how we influence and affect other people. Uh, I know I, when I wrote my first book, I talked about a very difficult emotional relationship experience that I had gone through. But, you know, it's funny because those experiences have been really powerful in helping and guiding the clients that I work with. Had I not gone through them, I wouldn't have been able to really identify um, with what they're going through and understand those things also. So this is kind of what he's talking about, about this idea of how old karma shifts. You know, there's a great uh, New Age expression, and it's an accurate one, that wisdom erases karma, that we don't have to continue on a negative karmic pattern when we've awakened spiritually and decide to move in a different direction. So the message for, for everybody here. Uh, with the blank rune is that there's some element in your life that can represent a death. And, you know, when we look at the, the tarot symbol for the death card, it actually is a very positive one. It means an ending of one phase in your life and the beginning of another one. So it's funny because that's such an ominous card uh, in, in the tarot, but it really actually isn't. It's actually considered a card of liberation and movement forward, one, one, moving forward. One period ends, a new period begins. 
So very beautiful energy, actually. So what this is suggesting is that uh, the energy of the day that we're talking about here is that you're contemplating some new things in your life, some new directions, um, and some new energy patterns in terms of where you want to go. And that can bring up kind of that duality of, uh, like he mentions in the, in the runic passage when he talks about all your worst fears can come to surface. What if I fail? What if I'm abandoned? What if it's the wrong thing? What if I can't do it correctly? And then uh, it also brings up that very powerful a part of us that gets excited and enthusiastic about uh, where life could potentially be taking us. Uh, so uh, very, very, uh, very positive at, at, at multiple levels because, you know, we do have to go through a little bit of that anxiety uh, when we make these transitions and these changes. You know, it's funny because I launched a, a, another radio show on the same network, but I do it later on in the evenings. I launched a, uh, I launched a, a show called Free Ride where I teach people how to do casino gambling for very cheap and get free comps and free rooms in Vegas and all kinds of things, um, kind of an area of expertise. Um, and I, I launched the show uh, just last week. In fact, we'll be doing another one tonight later on at uh, 9 o'clock uh, Mountain Time. Um, and it's funny because the, the, my friend uh, who is working with me on this project, she's really launching the show from her side. And when she, uh, when she got on air last week, she was very nervous. She kept calling me. She was afraid she was going to do it wrong. And I remember, like, because I've done so much, I've done radio and I've done television, I've done things like this for years, like, it's hard to even think about getting nervous anymore in that sense. I'm just so used to doing this type of thing that I had to kind of laugh at her um, her greenness, so to speak. It was very cute. And, and she'll gain confidence as she goes. So, you know, we all go through that, that, that angst when we're doing something. You know, if you're thinking of getting married, um, if you're thinking of committing in a relationship or you're contemplating having children or you're thinking of buying a new home or changing careers, I mean, there's so many different possibilities we can be looking at here. It's natural to go through that sort of duality where you're excited about the new possibility and the other part of you is having kind of a proverbial stroke because what if it's the wrong thing and what if it's not? I don't do it the right way? So uh, that's what I think that the blank rune can bring up in us. But like he mentions at the end of this passage, he says, whenever you draw the blank room, take heart. Know that the work of self-change is progressing in your life. Meaning, whatever path you're on and wherever you're going, it's right somehow. Even if it doesn't make sense to you now, um, you, we, we can trust our higher self and where it's maneuvering and wearing it's, where it's guiding us in that respect. Your, your, your higher self is wiser um, and that's a good thing, not something to be uncomfortable about. I know I, I, I can always look back on some of the even uh, difficult experiences that I had in the past, and I think that it's pretty cool because I can look back on them now and really think that they kind of shaped me or moved me in a certain direction. And at the time, I might not have been able to see why that was the case or to understand it. And, you know, there's a couple of areas, you know, too, where I'm still not completely 100% sure. But I'd say 99% of the things that were even difficult that I maneuvered through, I can look back on now and see them as that kind of blessing in disguise. So on that note, I think what I'd also like to do, uh, since we have somebody named Angel Love in our guest room and also Nudges, I think we'll also pull an Angel card 
for the day as well, too, for a kind of group chat room reading as well. So I think we'll do that next uh, because I don't seem to have any specific questions coming in. So we'll kind of address it to everybody today. So let's see. Let's pull an angel card. So again, we're looking for an additional message for everybody in the chat room as an appropriate focal point. Um, all right. So interesting. Okay. So the angel card that came up was an angel named Celeste. And uh, I have to put my glasses on for this, so hold on a moment. Uh, that was the beauty of turning mid-40s when all of a sudden the um, you needed actual reading glasses. Um, and I don't say that as a belief because some people will never need reading glasses. You know, We don't have to buy into that one. I guess I did at some level. Okay, so this is the angel card's message. The angel is named Celeste, and she says, A happy move to a new home or place of employment is in the works. This movement will usher in positive new energy. Yes, it's time for a move. I am working with your other angels to keep your spirit and energy high during this move. Although it may seem as if moving requires a lot of effort, when you work with me and the other angels, it can actually be a time of great joy. I will help you to find a new location, and then I will assist you with all the necessary details. I will also help your other family members to adjust to the move. Just ask. All I request is your trust. Trust that God and the angels are capable of finding just the right place for you. If you decide one certain place and it doesn't work out, it's because we're bringing you something that's even better. Expect miracles to occur that allow you to afford this change. Stay positive and don't buy into the illusions or scarcity thinking. We will smooth the way and we'll also help you meet new people who can illuminate your path. Okay, so that's the angel. And typically, this particular angel is connected with moves and shifts in our lives, uh, sometimes literal moves from one place to the next, sometimes... Uh, changes in terms of employment, um, sometimes just changes in our focus and the direction. So this seems to be the uh, the uh, angelic message that we, we've got for everybody today. So uh, if that's personal to you and you want to kind of comment on that, feel free to uh, mention a word or two in the chat room. Um, certainly uh, a lot of times what you're going through may apply to other people as well. But I know that you know, whenever we are kind of called upon to make these type of changes, and I think this is kind of a good card because it really, really nicely interconnects with what the subject I was talking about today, too, about money and finances and, and creating prosperity in our lives. Um, this is what, what I talk about when I say, you know, once we begin to kind of change our beliefs around prosperity and abundance, um, and, and by the way, you know, remember that, you know, prosperity and abundance can also apply not just to financial things. You know, we can have abundance of love. We can have abundance of, um, you know, things that we need. There's all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, different elements of what abundance may be. I think that once we begin this process of identifying what our limiting beliefs are and beginning to transform them into positive affirmations and beliefs, we have to trust that we're going to get nudges and pushes from our own higher self toward what we have to do to manifest those new things. Here's where, you know, sometimes the difficult stuff can come up because, you know, again, sometimes the nudges and the pushes can feel a little scary. We may not be sure if they're the right things. Uh, we may not be sure, 
if they're in alignment with um, you know what's working for us, and, and we can get scared by the new. You know, I know uh, I've gone through this at different points in my life where I've actually made an actual move or I've made a change, and it's like he's talking about here in that blank room too. There's always that duality. You always have this enthusiasm and excitement about where you're going, while another part of you, of course, is, is a little bit nervous and having a bit of anxiety at the same time about whether it's the right thing, um, whether you should make that move. You know, I mean, I think a lot of these things are very, very natural for us to go through. Okay, so it looks like we have a caller, so I'm going to take this call and uh, let's see what we can get here. Okay, 484, you're on uh, Snake Oil Radio. Hello? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I just found your show. All right, on. Okay, what's your name? Uh, Yes, my name is Tina. Tina, okay. Uh, Thanks for calling today, Tina. So did you have a question, comment? Tell me what your call is about. My call is actually about a relationship with a man, and I would like to know where this is going, if I'm wasting my time or if, me and this gentleman are definitely going to be, you know, together, living together, and, you know, going forward. Okay. All right. So that is the question. I'm going to pull just a couple of And do you of need his name this. or anything? What's that? Do you need his name? No, it's not necessary. Once you kind of ask about the the subject, it kind of sets it into motion Okay. Um, right. in that sense. Because I would like to know to share it if, you want. if we're going to be living together under one roof and get things going. Right now we're just seeing each other. Right. And what I'm kind of, you know, here's what I'm, here's what I'm getting about this. It looks like, it looks like, you know, overall the situation seems to be relatively positive at the moment. Right. Um, I see the two of swords, meaning there's some decisions to be made. But you've, I'm also kind of feeling that you've got some, um, there's some maybe some nagging doubts or certain other things that you're questioning internally around it. Um, how do you feel about him so far? Well, this is a man from my past. We have right. lived together before, so I'm very comfortable. I mean, if he would come here tonight and say, hey, I want to move in with you, that would be totally fine because – you know, I've known him for like eight, nine years now. We've lived together before. Um, my concern is I um, i don't know if he's just taking his time trying to get used to me again or right. if he's afraid that things that I did to him in the past is going to happen again because I kind of, you know, broke up with him and told him, you know, he had to leave my house. But that was, right. you know, eight, nine years ago, and I did make a mistake that was very right. immature. Do you feel like he's still holding that against yeah, me? Well, yeah, because I – and let me, tell you, let me tell you what the other two cards are, and this will give you some insight. What comes up next is a five of swords, which means either a, a, a future or past element of some kind of spilt milk or some type of anxiety or some type of difficulty. So what I'm getting is he is very much drawn back to you, and I feel like you have karma that's unresolved between the two of you. Mm-hmm. But I also I, I'm also getting that – it doesn't feel like he's he's fully committing or or um or or moving in right now because of that caution that he's a bit okay. fearful in that sense. I almost feel like I want to tell you that you you're kind of going to need to be very very um evolved in this process because if he gets to be a little bit difficult or phobic or cautious, 
you have to kind of, I'm feeling like Spirit's telling me that you might need to just suck that up for a little bit in the sense of giving him time to get. Do, do, you, um, do, you, know, do you know a time frame of when you see him getting deeper with me, you know, like? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm hearing that there will be uh, more of a commitment and more of a surety by uh, February or March. Wow, that long. Yeah, he's going to be cautious for a while. I keep getting a lot of caution cards that are coming up here around this. But what I'm also hearing is that he's he's definitely drawn to you. This needs resolution or needs resolving. But what I'm getting and they're telling me is you're going to have to be really, really patient here with him in some respects, until he feels safe with you. Um, what sign is he? What's his birthday? He's an Aries, and I'm a Virgo. Right. So, yeah. And, I like, mean, you know, and, like, you know, for, so far we've only seen each other four times, and we haven't right. seen each other in six years. But yeah. I'm letting him control it. I'm letting him yes. come when he wants to come by and call. Right. I'm not doing nothing. Right. Which is good. That's because that's what I keep hearing. That if you're that I keep hearing the, the they keep telling me the words I keep getting in my head is that you have to repair the nets, that you have to let him sort of pursue you and be the one to um, to make a lot of those decisions, which is fine anyway because you can let him. You know, I right. mean, really, in that sense, it's not a problem. But I don't feel like he's going away. It feels like. What I'm getting about the um, the latter part of the winter is more that then you'll see more of a surety coming back in him and more of a decisiveness about it. And that's so sense. you don't so, see him moving in before Christmas. No, I don't feel that um, uh, right away. In that sense, I feel like he um, it, it might be talked about or brought up, but there's something also that I'm getting about there's some there's some kind of a difficulty that he goes through. Um, yes, and the he next, has he has two children by yeah. a ex girlfriend, and she will not let him see the kids. So right. he has okay. to go over there and see the kids, and he can't stand her. Yeah, that's because I keep picking up that there's some type of a difficulty around that he has to contend with, and that's what's also causing a certain level of delay or certain level of difficulty. But I feel like what I'm hearing is if you kind of just hang with this and make yourself available. He's gonna come to you. Uh, well, what is he gonna it, do with these? What is he gonna do with these kids? I mean, he's afraid. I guess that if he comes and lives here, he, he won't be able to see his kids, which we right. know is ridiculous. And that's, another, that's why that's another factor that's coming into play. But I feel like he's gonna find a way to um, really, in essence, it's it's him being manipulated at some level. By the the circumstances. Oh yeah, uh, not, he's totally uh, yeah. he's totally being manipulated. Yeah, so that's why I feel like that's what I'm hearing is he has to address these things first. I feel like there's a solution that will come out of it toward the end of the holidays. I don't I don't think it's a great solution. I think it's decent that at least it's going to be somewhat fair, and that's when he'll a little bit more of his energy will be free to really really um, get with you and to pursue that. But I feel like it's going in that direction anyway. It's just a matter of kind of being able to let things unfold accordingly. Right, because he said that there's no future with his children's mother. He he right. does not want to be there. Oh yeah, with that's her a, or, or or marry her a, or anything. A, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a done deal. I, I definitely, I, I feel, I keep kind of hearing that she's going to, you know, in her own way cause more problem. He'll never go back to that. That's a, that. That's finished. 
So, again, this is just him kind of cleaning up these elements of his past. Right, and, and I definitely, you know, before. I definitely want somehow something to be worked out that's fair, that he's still going to be able to see his kids or even yes. get custody Absolutely. of some sort of those children. Right. He's going to find a solution. This is just going to take a bit of time. Um, and that's why I see the Ten of Swords is coming up reverse, which means things begin to improve, but kind of at a slow pace. Okay, okay. I'm actually, i gotta, I got to cut you off just because we're running out of show time here and we're going to get chopped off. Okay, okay. well, thank you. I appreciate your call as well, so thank you. Good luck with all that, and maybe we'll talk to you another time. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving, darling. Okay, thank you, uh, Tina, for that call. I'm sure that will probably have some uh, influence on everyone else, too. Uh, thanks to everybody who joined me today. I know there's a lot of people jumping in and out of the chat room. Thank you, Angel Love, for coming in the beginning and hanging with me and suggesting the runic pull. I think that was a big help to everybody. If you missed some of the beginning, go back over the archive and catch it because you might be getting an answer to your own questions to that also. Okay, so this is Jim Ventura. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I'm actually not going to be here next Thursday because it's Thanksgiving, but I will be here early December again with my uh, show. Not already getting my, my column, email me. All the info is on the site and get added to the mailing list. I appreciate all of my listeners, and thank you all for tuning in, guys. Have an awesome Thanksgiving, and may we move into a very prosperous uh, 2012. Cheers. <laughs>